There's no distance between you and you. So this whole know thyself thing is for you to see where you are placing a distance between you and you. That's all it is. Welcome to the Mind Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Newbigging. For today's episode, I'm sharing an extract from a recent webinar I did as part of my new SoulCam course when I talked about the spiritual journey. I described the four common phases that most people go through, including why we usually get started and where we usually get stuck. If you're interested in spirituality, I think you're going to be able to relate to a lot of what I talk about today. And if you want to join me on my next SoulCam course, I've added new dates for later this year. Check out minddetoxacademy.com forward slash SoulCam. SoulCam unifies trauma-aware therapy and non-toxic spirituality. So stay tuned as I also share some introductory tips for avoiding toxic spirituality and realizing the true purpose of spirituality. Uh, So let's get going into the spiritual journey, um, where we start and where we tend to get stuck. So any new beginning that you might want that's sounds very scottish there any uh, any uh, new beginning requires something to end you know when we're thinking about a fresh start and stuff we're often focused on the fresh start but actually it, it usually requires certain things to end okay they come hand in hand new beginnings old endings and the question is how do you know when it's time to change how do you know when it's time to make a change and the answer is quite simple life tends to have a way <laughs> of showing us. Um, the SHIT might be hitting the peripheral, peripheral, whatever the word is, fan. The SHT might be hitting the fan, but that is fanning the flames of us getting super clear on what we don't want and, and that we need to make a change and, and hopefully ripening us to a new way if we're lucky. So I'd say to you right from the get-go that whatever your current set of circumstances are, um, they are the fertilizer uh, from which the new uh, experience of life can grow. And this is where we get very quickly into the realms of wake-up calls. Um, anyone here had a wake-up call? Do you even know, before I even go into it, do you, have you ever had a, what you might consider a wake-up call? Wake-up calls can usually show up in uh, two or three ways. Uh, The first one is that we can be struggling internally with intrusive thoughts, uh, intense emotions, or some kind of physical issue, all right? And that discomfort, that stress, that struggle, that potentially even suffering uh, really highlights to us that a change is required, but it can be uh, not so comfortable, these wake-up calls. Um, The second way that we can be encouraged to wake up in this lifetime 
is through some sort of hard time in our external world, some kind of bad event, and that's often called uh, rock bottom. Actually, rock bottom can be applied to the intrusive internal stuff as well, but um, rock bottom is a common phrase that we uh, can find ourselves using uh, or recognizing in that context. Or if it's not like some sort of internal or external uh, kind of issue, we can just have this like inner itch, this sense there must be something more. Um, we can start asking questions that we'd never asked before. We can start questioning things um, like we'd never questioned before. We can start thinking like, well, why am I here? What's the point? Am I really just meant to go to work nine to six or whatever it is, five days a week, be knackered every weekend, have a couple of weeks off a year, then retire? Is that is that the point? You know, so we can start asking ourselves some of these uh, bigger life questions. Now, personally, I've had a bit of both. I got interested in spirituality very young, um, like young, young. In fact, I had dyslexia that was not um acknowledged or recognized and i i hated uh, reading books in fact the own the, the first two books i remember reading cover to cover and enjoying it was the way of the peaceful warrior by dan millman and awareness yes awareness under age 10 uh by anthony DeMello. Uh, they, they were my introduction to the, the self-help world. Maybe you've read them, maybe you recognize them, maybe they were your introduction. They're, they're big, big, big best uh, sellers. Now, I, had, I dabbled in it. I was curious about it. I had fun and deep conversations with anyone that was willing to listen and not call me gay or something for asking the deeper questions in life as a teenager. Um, but I didn't really dive in massively uh, to spirituality until I personally went through my own rock bottom, um, which essentially was me uh, going through a, a major breakup. Um, I'd been dating a wonderful woman for a couple of years. Um, when I met her, she had a nine month year old baby. The dad had disappeared. I was raising the child as my own. We had things in common. We were running retreats together. And in fact, on one of these retreats in Southern Spain, um, we had a bit of a Barney. And she jumped on a plane and went home uh, before we'd finished the retreat. So I had to finish the retreat on my own, uh, which was the most intense few days I can remember, uh, mainly because I would be, uh, I was distraught. I was distraught. And the everybody on that retreat wanted to talk about relationships, which was really hard as well. Uh, it really sucked. Um, but overnight, uh, I remember flying back to Edinburgh. She'd already moved out. Um, I lost the, the girl, the kid. I couldn't live there anymore, so we, I lost the fancy house. And because we've been working together, I lost my uh, business future uh, as well. I had no idea what was going to happen uh, next with that. Um, I remember waking up a couple of weeks later in this top floor apartment in Edinburgh, I didn't really want to be in. Uh, I'd moved there just, just to get not to be in the around the memories of the old place. And I remember having about five seconds of peace every day. Uh, and that was the first five seconds in the morning, which some of you might recognize that where, you know, where you kind of wake up from sleep 
oh shit you know that that you got like five seconds and then then the mind kicks in and you remember you know but it was in that point where i had a major turning point um in my own personal rock bottom because i remembered previously reading the buddha having said no mind no problem no mind no problem and it was so obvious to me that it was my mind that was uh in such turmoil and i had no space from it and i was stuck in the middle of of this real real fear hurt sadness anxiety guilt shame for the part i played in it blah 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 and so that was really when i got to the point where i had to have a different relationship with my head <laughs> um it was my major push and it's some it's it appears that my story isn't a unique one although the details might be slightly different here and there um most people don't wake up when everything is completely comfortable um when everything's perfect and when everything's going to their plan it's just too comfortable it's just too easy and it's just too easy to keep going uh without answer, uh, diving into the deeper questions and um, having the motivation to actually do something about it it appears that we need to be sick and tired of feeling sick and tired it appears that we need to be completely done with struggle and suffering. Now, I could say the caveat to all of this is some people just have the big questions. They have a nice life. <laughs> it's quite easy, but they have the niggle. They have the inner itch uh, and, and they, they find their spiritual way that way. But for the rest of us, um, we usually need to become ripened to a different relationship with ourself. With the passage of a little time and some hindsight, we can sometimes look back on these rock bottoms and say it was not what I wanted, but it's what I needed. But at the time, it can be pretty tricky. Now, I think globally at the moment, we are going through a, a, a rude awakening, a, a ripening uh, as well. Many things are going on in the world that I know many people are concerned about. And to give you a little bit of hope and encouragement, I'd like to share something that a friend of mine, Narayan, told me when I went to him a few years ago, concerned about what was going on in the world, fearful, uh, worried, um, sad. He said to me this, don't forget that our life and our world is the context of our awakening. And the crazier things become, the quicker, hopefully, we will all wake up. And uh, I really love that, the sentiment of that, both personally and globally uh, as, a, as a humanity, okay? So my question to you to start with is, you know, where did you get started on your spiritual journey? What, where, was it, are you in it right now? Um, was it uh, a rock bottom uh, or a kind of a, an internal discomfort, some sort of external thing that happened? Or did you have a little inner itch? Um, and these bigger questions are rising up. So it's just nice for you to kind of acknowledge that and explore that for yourself, just to understand how we got here. So then what happens is we tend to start to seek solutions and we can turn to self-help books, we can turn to uh, courses, we can turn to um, life coaches or counselors or therapists or other people like that. We In these days, we can start following all these people on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Uh, you might hang out uh, online 
and we we might even find ourselves going to a holistic center or a mind body spirit festival you know you're walking on the road and you see a little sign and you go in and the next thing you know you're having your first reiki session or someone's weaving feathers around you or you, <laughs> you buy a crystal or something and before you know it your interest is peaked or or started um uh, and you start um maybe attending workshops you you might get a free place or your friend might say hey, i'm going on this thing do you want to come or whatever so we we start seeking solutions and then that leads us into the step you know, almost like the step three of the, the classical spiritual journey which is well, things start improving um we might start finding ways to calm our mind relieve our stress uh, start to manage our emotions better uh, we might experience a physical healing of some kind which really motivates us to dive more deeply into the mind-body connection and things like that but we also might start benefiting more peripherally from our spiritual journey by through community through meeting friends through having interesting conversations through uh traveling uh to the retreats or or whatever um there's many side benefits of spirituality which again these are kind of can be can be great but they can also have uh it can be a double-edged sword because some people get stuck there they get stuck in the community they get stuck in the comfort they get stuck in the 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 reasons for them originally getting interested in this they can kind of stop at the human connection bit or the mates bit or the interesting conversations bit and or they maybe get into community like i did and it, and and eventually their their growth gets stunted but they don't want to leave it because but i'm going to lose my friends and all, all that sort of stuff you know i lost at least 150 friends when i left the cult you know never to be heard from again and these people had lived and lived and stayed in my house and stuff like that you know and i'd live i'd stayed in there so you know there's there's these things that can start to get us stuck um in our in our journey if we outgrow people but we don't want to uh, go or move on or whatever does, does that make sense anyway i i digress we'll come back to it more of that later And eventually, after either a few weeks, months, but normally a, a year or so or more, we start gathering what I call the spiritual things to do list. And the list just gets longer and longer and longer. And this is where we can start getting stuck and start getting into toxic, uh, positive, uh, toxic spirituality. Now, in preparing for today, uh, I, I shared a bit of this in a previous uh, webinar, but I want to read it to you again. I, I, I listed this a few of the things that are the most common things that we usually get on our spiritual things to do list because I want to know I want to illustrate a point here and I want to see if you can relate to this so here's the list I wonder if you can relate to any of it <clears throat> living in the present moment law of attraction and manifestation emotional freedom positive thinking and focus and the power of intention goals and life purpose abundance and financial freedom mind-body connection and self-healing, appreciation and gratitude, contentment and peace of mind, non-resistance, non-attachment, letting go and surrender, self-acceptance, self-love and unconditional love, oneness and unity, conscious living and self-awareness, stillness and silence, self-realization, spiritual awakening and enlightenment. Huh. That's quite a list. Can you relate to any of them? <laughs> How do we fit it into our day? How do we get all the, how do we master all that? How do we, um, how do we not get accidentally caught up in a lot of doing 
when really the purpose of spirituality is to be. We can get so distracted with these little gems of law of attraction and all these sorts of things that we, you know, it's like precious. We start you know, like the Lord of Rings, you know, <laughs> like we're looking at the ring and we, we forget uh, about the ultimate purpose. Now, I'll, remember I said right at the beginning that I believe the the purpose of coaching is how can I, purpose of therapy really is uh, why am I? And the foundational purpose of spirituality is who am I? Now, where is who am I in all of that list? <laughs> it can really quickly get buried under all that wonderful, fun stuff. How many rights and wrongs and rules end up kind of getting into there with all these things? And, and how much ego, if we're completely honest, how much ego? Now, I've come to conclude that because who I really am has never lost its true nature and does not need to figure out what it is, it doesn't need to do anything in order to be. I've come to conclude that a huge percentage of spirituality is pretty much made up by the spiritual ego. The bit of us that feels like we need to do something in order to become something or be something. And that was quite a big shocking moment. And take this or leave it if you want. I'm not saying stop doing these things. I'm saying don't take your eye off the ball of the purpose of spirituality. See the difference? And be super careful with doing things that are actually feeding and fueling the continuation of the ego. You know, the ego believes it's has to get from here to here. The truth is, and I want you to hear this, there is no distance between you and you. There is absolutely no distance. Therefore, there is no ultimate journey from you to you. There is no ultimately technique required. Now, I know I'm saying that in a course where we're learning some techniques I'm about to teach you a meditation technique, but I want you to use it with this understanding. And I believe by you knowing this, you will engage it from a different place. And you will see if you're falling into any of these spiritual traps that I'm going to talk about in a moment. And you will actually be able to use it lightly, enjoyably, and um, as just a way to play and let what already is be revealed. There's no distance between you and you. So this whole know thyself thing is for you to see where you are placing a distance between you and you. That's all it is. This is for you to see what, where you're putting steps between you and you. Um, maybe it's a different state. I need to feel different in order to, to be myself. I need to think different. I have to have different thoughts. I have to have different um, results in my life. This is about releasing these unnecessary things that postpone our self-realization and put our peace on hold, sometimes indefinitely.
one of the reasons why we have uh, we, we, the ego can get so involved in spirituality, one of the reasons spirituality can become toxic is because we try to engage it when we haven't yet healed our trauma, for example. And we actually engage these spiritual techniques and insights in ways that can actually end up strengthening the ego. Okay? I keep the ego in play indefinitely. That's why, for example, when I talk about surrender these days, I invite you to not only use surrender to let go, and because if you do that for the rest of your life, you're not going to see the bit of your ego that doesn't want this thing that you're now trying to spiritually surrender and let go of. We need to be seeing the bit in the shadow that has decided, I don't want this, and therefore I'm going to be spiritual and let it go. <laughs> Do you see the difference? So we can end up subtly doing something that's very beautiful, like surrender, but we can, um, the ego can be kept in play, and we can never ultimately know who we are, um, because we, we don't see the bits of ourselves that we're still believing ourselves to be. All right? Now, I said this during the, the group um, chit-chat, but I want to emphasize it here because it's actually in context. I was planning to talk about it today, but it came out early. Um, is that one of the other reasons why toxic spirituality happens is because we're trying to apply spiritual a spiritual perspective to the bit of ourselves that's never going to wake up. We're trying to essentially enlighten the illusion. <laughs> we're trying to enlighten the illusion. We don't need to do that. We just need to see the illusion for what it is. And that the enlightenment is spontaneously from that. Okay. We need to see through the illusions, the misidentifications, the lies, um, the misunderstandings, the, um, the limitations that we place upon ourselves, all that sort of stuff. And I'm serious about that. You know, like to really know who you are, you need to be no longer willing to be limited in any way, shape or form. Because what you really are is completely unlimited. Completely unlimited by any thought, emotion, concept. It's not even limited by consciousness or awareness. It's completely unlimited. Thank you for joining me for today's episode and don't forget if you also want to join me on my next SoulCam course head over now to my website for more information minddetoxacademy.com forward slash soulcam